Good morning, America, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of the award-winning outdoor scene, Reader's Choice Award winner from 2018, most popular New England radio show. Uh, Happy Father's Day to everyone today on June 21st, and if you're not aware of it, even though it's been pretty warm all week, yesterday was the first day of summer. And boy, it's coming in beautiful. Uh, High 80s and low 90s could be our first registered heat wave of the year. We had a lot of rain early in the year with colder and windy weather. And now we actually are in a mild drought. uh, 1.5 inches of rain on the year. Let's see here. We got high tide today at 8.36 on Narragansett Bay. That was this morning. And this afternoon, we have a low tide of 152. Sunset, 826 tonight. And if you are a follower of the cellular table for hunting and fishing in good territory, today is your lucky day. Today is the highest on the meter. Four stars out of four stars. And that major period today on Father's Day, uh, take that out the efficient or grandpa or another relative. Major period today is at 1 p.m. Still good time for the cookouts and get a couple of lines in the water too. The minor period was at 6.23 this morning. Wind on Narragansett Bay right today is pretty light at 6 knots and it's a new moon. And that coincides with that cellular table if you follow that chart religiously. Our bay temperatures right now are a balmy 62 to 64. And we also have communication of this show on our other fine programming at WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com. And a lot of people use that avenue to announce happy birthdays. Good, good friend of mine, Marvel Town Historian, on June 21st, celebrates a birthday, Pat Mertens, lives right there on Railroad Street in Harrisville. She's just a wealth of knowledge and uh, walking encyclopedia, I call her. And WNRI's uh, frequent uh, visitor on Fridays and a Woonsocket School Committee person and, and works at Markel Smith. We're talking about Lynn Kapiskis, turns 57 today. And Derek Nickerson, from his wife Jen, turns 49. On Monday, uh, that would be Ben Eamon, turns 26, a former member with me of the National Wild Turkey Federation, and Marcel Fontenot, turns 56. Wayne, WNRI, at Yahoo.com. Transportation and limousine services provided by CJ Trans of Fairbanks today. And also, B. Lose Flowers. Boy, have they got the inventory. They guessed right, they double-ordered, and everybody had a garden this year, and everybody is decorating. The stimulus money and the time off. A lot of people have it and took advantage of it. Belu's Flowers still has an ample supply, but it will evaporate because I've heard a rumor that the warehouse's distributors are really bare as so many people got in the flower business this year. Also, if you got that stimulus check, maybe it's a good time right now without procrastinating and get a pallet of those wood pallets right now at today's price at Belu's Flowers, 665 Diamond Hill Road, 766-3165, and also they're a full florist, and just because, what a gift shop. Just mention to Jeannie or Ralph 
the, what you've allotted in your budget for a special gift for that special person, and they will take care of the rest. They'll match up the perfect gift for you. Be Loose Flowers at 665 Diamond Hill Road, 401-766-3165. And Little General Stores, there's one in your neighborhood, open eight days a week. I like the uh, Chapel Street store in Harrisville. Open at 5 in the morning until 10. All kinds of specials and customer service at its finest. Okay, as a special tribute today, uh, we're going to have our very first song of the day for a song for Dad for Father's Day. And that's going to be brought to you by San Diego Sundays. And they are open today at 200 Main Street, Blackstone. Uh, six days a week, they are open at noontime. And Autumn's doing a fantastic job down there. They feature Gifford ice cream, over 20 flavors, open six days a week, starting at noontime, uh, 8 p.m., uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, until 9.30 p.m. Also added on a light food menu and a discount card. Uh, buy five ice cream items and get the sixth one free. At San Diego Sundays, 200 Main Street. It's in the rear of the variety store, right on Main Street, with their own parking, right on the bike path and walking path. I'll have that for you right. Keith Urban, Song for Dad. And we should be ready to go. Sorry, we're having a little problem here with the uh, recording in the show. Well, that's no problem at all. We can work on that a little bit later. I thought I had that all set and programmed. I've used it before. Nope, I got a technical difficulty on that. It's no problem at all. Now I'm going to talk about, uh, let me see here. Spring turkey in the state of Massachusetts. I, I thought the numbers would be off on this because of the uh, virus and stuff. And uh, a lot of people have uh, had the chance to go hunting and fishing this year. Uh, licenses for freshwater fishing were way up on all the New England states this year. And we got the Massachusetts result for spring turkey harvest. Last year, 2019, and the spring alone, it was 2,740, and this year it's 3,304, 73 alone on Youth Day. This is the highest ever recorded since Massachusetts has been keeping records. Only two other occasions it reached over 3,000. In 2017, it was 3,181, 
and 2009 it was 3,027. Not because there's more turkeys, Uh, estimated population is about 35,000, but there was more hunters this year, more licenses and permits were purchased, and weather conditions were absolutely perfect too. We have some other things on that, and let me see what I've got here. Still trying to get that music up on that other song, and for some reason, it just won't play. Okay, well, we'll work on that. I'm trying to do two things at one time. Okay, a couple of other things we got going in. And uh, we got a big report on June 18th from our good friends up at the Bangladeshi News up in Maine. And thousands of these ugly sea creatures have returned to the Penobscot River. And that's a good thing. Not a, ba- not a bad thing. And we're talking about sea lampreys. Uh, very popular and a lot of written about it on the Great Lakes. Well, now that the dams are coming down on a lot of the rivers throughout New England, uh, they've actually started monitoring these going by at the uh, lifts and everything all around where the dams used to be. And a list of these lovable creatures, the sea lamprey, uh, ranks just about at the bottom of most people's list. They're ugly, eel-like beasts that can latch onto their prey with a sucker disc mouth, then use their rasping tongues to suck nourishments from their host. Uh, like a cross between a zombie and a starving space alien water snake. Okay, now they've monitored these right here at the Milford Dam. Uh, Jason Valier is in charge of that, a marine resource scientist for the main department of Maine Resources. And a striking photo has been posted on the web pages and on Facebook. Really scary looking. But they are no harm to the river. They're an asset. Valia said his best estimate on the number of lamprey in the tank alone that day was 150. We often have hundreds of lamprey in the flumes at one time. This is just a fraction of the day's total. Approximately over 2,000 lampreys come back to spawn. Our season count stood at 5,573 the day of this report. And they head up into the streams and the brooks along their trip to fresh water, including streams in South Brewer. That upstream passage has been possible had not been possible until all the dams on that stream and on the mainstream of the Penobscot were removed. Back in 2011, before the removal of two uh, dams, we followed researchers as they counted spawning nests and lamprey in the river. And what a spike, uh, according to the computer right here. Uh, it had a clear pattern, 2016, 17, 18, all the way up to 2019. Uh, they described the lamprey as a charismatic and explained that the lamprey help improve the habitat by creating their nest. And after the lamprey spawn and die, their decomposing carcasses introduce valuable nutrients into all the streams and rivers. 
When the Lamfrey were caught in Milford, they are allowed to pass the gate and continue their trip upstream to the sporting grounds. Let's see. Many sea lamprey can squeeze past the sorting gates and pass by uncounted. So that is a conservative total on those amounts. Uh, let me see. As a lamprey can make a person cringe, they're very important for river and stream habitat. Adult lamprey transport marine-derived nutrients and minerals into the freshwater ecosystem. And let me see here. An adult lamprey spawning activities loosen and clean stream uh, substrates, which improves water flow for invertebrates and provide refugia and foraging opportunities for small fish, such as yielding brook trout and Atlantic salmon. And after these nests were built, uh, Valerie said that adult brook trout and Atlantic salmon have been known to use these sites for their very own spawning activities. In a 2004 uh, paper, longtime fisheries biologist Fred Critchies explained that the lamprey, which go to sea and then return, don't pose uh, the same fisheries problems that are blamed on landlocked lampreys in the Great Lakes. Although adult sea lamprey prey on other fish in the ocean, they do not attach or fish or feed in fresh water, and they die very soon after spawning. So this is a big asset, and they're climbing on the numbers of that by the thousands. Also, good luck for you uh, people in Massachusetts and non-residents. As you know, you had your free freshwater fishing day on June 6th and 7th for that weekend. And now they come right back for Father's Day with a Massachusetts free saltwater fishing weekend for June 20th and the 21st. Again, that uh, spring turkey total, uh, we started on the program on that, was 3,304 the highest ever. We've got uh, one other story that I pulled up on the screen here that's going to really get people interested on a lot of things that are crossing the road right now. And we're talking about turtles. And they're going to uh, lay their eggs in uh, part of that seasonal thing. And uh, let me see what else we got on the uh, commercial level to pay the bills for the show. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm an older, frugal English type of person. Although I have a little uh, Viking in me too, and a little bit of uh, Arcadia in me too. But I get my appliances repaired at GNR Appliance Repair. Whether it be oven, ranges, washers, dryers, refrigerators, dishwashers, how about installing the air conditioner now and find out you need a new gasket or need a new switch? Or you've got a brand new appliance with that stimulus money and you're having a problem picking it up and installing it? Call GNR Appliance Repair at 401-765-2023. They will also do natural gas and propane hookups and propane conversions for stoves and dryers. You get a full 90-day parts and labor guarantee on all work, licensed and assured. And you better make sure when you're inviting a contractor to come into your house. And, in my case, a senior citizen discount. GNR Appliance Repair. If your appliance is hurting, call George Gurton. 401-765-2023. 
They also handle a lot of factory recalls and extended warranty programs. Give George Britton a call at 401-765-2023. If your appliance is hurting, you know the man to call, George Gurton. 401-765-2023. And cereals is backing up uh, and running with more and more hours right now, as you've noticed. Um, he has outdoor seating. He has a part of the building in the restaurant now is allowable for sit-down. And all along, he's had the fantastic pickup and delivery service at Cereal's Pizza Rama and Restaurant with the best breakfast in Northern Rhode Island. We all know that. 52 years strong, Jimmy and his staff up there. They specialize in seafood and pizza. They also do catering. And you can reach your delivery or to call in your order at 401-568-7187. And they have a new policy now that they started when the epidemic came through, uh, epidemic or whatever you want to call it, the virus, uh, they have a habit of posting all the daily specials on Facebook. Cereal's Pizza Ram Ram Restaurant, update that Facebook every morning, and please share it like I do with my 5,000 Facebookers, and that's the power of advertising on social media. So watch for those daily specials, even though uh, it's hard to do business in the restaurant business right now by getting better and easier by the day. Serios Pizza Rima and Restaurant is 401-568-7187. Okay, we got this other notice that started... I believe it was back in 2017 from the state of Massachusetts on a program they got of collecting eggs and then raising a special turtle to help the endangered species out and then releasing him into the public. And this is only a certain section of Massachusetts based on records in the Natural Heritage Database. And we're talking about the northern red-bellied cooter turtle. Now, these are mistaken a lot of time for a painted turtle. But if you see one flipped over, you'll see, especially the adult females, solid red underneath. Uh, These were described and identified in 1830. It's a distinctive large, 10 to 13 inches basking turtle that can weigh up to 12 pounds. The upper shell of the adult red-bellied cooter is black to brown with faint reddish markings. The plastron, which is called the bottom shell of the males, is pale pink and dark during molting. While females have red plastrons with borders of gray along the seams of the shell plates, the color of the head, neck, limbs, and tail is solid black, and with yellow or ivory lines. The upper jaw is notched, and a yellow arrow-shaped stripe runs along the throat and neck. Both of these sexes may become progressively blackened with age. Some adult males develop a mobbled reddish carapace. Uh, Males are smaller than females, but have longer tails and longer front claws. Hatchlings are about one inch in length and more circular in shape than adults. 
They have slightly keeled olive or green terrace base marked with greenish-yellow hieroglyphics. Like adults, juveniles have yellow stripes on the head, neck, and limbs. Uh, the common uh, the turtle that's mistaken for them all the time is the eastern painted turtles, and they're quite often mistaken for the red-bellied cuda. Uh, both species have yellow markings on the head and neck, and both may have orange plastrons. The red-bellied cuda blacks a pronounced yellow spot behind the eye and have alternated patent sclutes across the back, unlike the eastern painted turtle, can be five times as massive as adults and have a carapace that is normally flattened or slightly depressed on top. The red-bellied cuda's plastron is coral red or pink, often with dark markings and circular spots along the perimeter, whereas the painted turtle in the Plymouth County of Massachusetts usually have a solid orange or a yellow plastron with no dark markings. Our Plymouth area is very, very popular and range. Okay, we've got a range on them right here. Our populations of the northern red belly cooter, isolated population of approximately 200 miles from the nearest populations in New Jersey. In Massachusetts, the species is currently confined to ponds and rivers within Plymouth County and eastern Bristol County. Uh, Massachusetts populations were formerly described as the sink subspecies of a different turtle, and now they claimed all by themselves. Archaeological evidence from Massachusetts hidden sites indicates that prior to European settlement, red-bellied cooters occurred as far north as Ipswich, Essex County, as well as the Sudbury River, and also they had a resident population on Martha's Vineyard. Right now, uh, they're in one particular area, and what they're doing is uh, the state will go and find the eggs, and get them incubated, and they'll raise them to a bigger size to be released into the population for a better survival rate. And they usually involve school children on the uh, uh, releasing of the turtles on that. It's quite an event with the uh, Massachusetts DEM on that. And they have approximately 100 eggs per um, nesting. So they get a good population on them. And uh, uh, there's a federal grant that's involved in it too, the Natural, uh, Natural Heritage and Endangered Species Program has been set up in this program in Massachusetts since 1984. In cooperation with numerous partners, uh, they raise them in captivity. Uh, yearlings that on time of the release are approximately three years old in the wild and make it to adulthood at about an 85% rate. 4,000 head-started turtles have been released so far in this program at more than 30 sites in southeastern Massachusetts from 2013 to 2016. And uh, some of the monitoring that's going on right now, they're actually putting tracing materials on the turtles. 
And now they're saying the survival rates have increased in the last couple of years to 95% in many of the ponds that reproduction and recruitment in head-started populations uh, has been. Research is ongoing to determine the extent and status of the northern red-bellied cooter population in Massachusetts. So it's another very successful story on the uh, turtle relocation program in the state of Massachusetts. Fantastic story on that. And I'm going to try one more time to get Keith Urban song for that. Uh, matter of fact, why don't we try this one? Last two or three weeks I've been using the cloud on musical songs and it's been working out so, so well. Now today I'm having a glitch. Okay, so we got play. No, oh, it's just not working. It's not transferring over to my uh, cloud on that. Okay, so we'll discard that idea for today and we'll work on that again. The uh, bird sightings are really increasing. I had a black and white headed wobbler uh, from the Midwest was at the bird feeder this week. I couldn't grab the camera fast enough, but I did a diet, uh, identify it in my Peterson book. And then finally, this year, I've seen them in the past, but I actually saw one in the backyard this year. I thought it was a big uh, crow or a raven that flew in from the pine part of the forest behind me, but it was the biggest uh, woodpecker. The piloted one, the big black one, was about 14, 16 inches long and uh, really put on a drumming demonstration for me. It was really cool to see that. I've got a little listing on that too about woodpeckers. Okay, if you like woodpeckers, June is the month for you. Watch for lots of activity at your feeders. I have two suet feeders up now just for them. And I'm getting the red-headed, um, a red-bellied woodpecker now is actually coming every afternoon with three little ones and training the woodpeckers where to eat and forage on these suet. And it is quite a show they put on, I'll tell you. But uh, there's lots of activity at the feeders and in the trees as parents teach their young how to fly, feed, and climb. Listed in my list here, in order, are the most common woodpeckers found in my backyard. The downy woodpecker is number one. The red-bellied one is the one we just talked about. The hairy woodpecker. Uh, the piloted woodpecker is that big black one that I saw yesterday, and that's the last time I seen him, but now I know what he sounds like, too. Very, very big mouth. The northern flicker, we have them right now. The yellow-bellied sapsucker, 
I mistake them for the red-bellied ones all the time, but they don't seem to go to the suet. They're on the ground more, going for ants and all the other types of things that are in the ground. That's the distinct difference of those. And then the red-headed woodpecker occasionally will stop in. So in this particular area, I've been talking about the birds now a few months on the outdoor scene, and I keep saying there's six. There's actually seven of the popular ones in the quiet corner of the Connecticut right now. But also we've had so many other things going along with the uh, green-only hummingbirds. That's the only kind of uh, color one I got. We finally had a scarlet tanager come through. And uh, a blue indigo buntings. And I discovered something this week that really bothers me. I don't understand it. I had a plentiful supply of bluebirds in the early spring while it was still cold. And then I had them at the feeder when it warmed up and the regular migration of the bluebirds came back. And then they disappeared. Well, there's a certain time of day I have a cup of coffee in my living room and observe the birds in the pine forest in the front of the property. And don't you know, every day I see at least two bluebirds in the front of the house, not the back, where the feeders are. So that tells me they're nesting in the front of the house or across the street, but they're coming back and they're feeding on most of those dead pine trees. There's got to be a lot of uh, feed for them there. So it's kind of weird on the same piece of property where I have the feeders, I now have no bluebirds. And where I don't have the feeders, they're there every single day. So at least I know they're in the area. And when I get off my butt one of these days, I've got the plans already on Wikipedia and how-to and everything else. It is so easy to build bluebird boxes. And I'm going to build uh, at least three of them. And if I get off my butt there, and we'll get the ladder out. We'll get some good posts to uh, keep the uh, critters off climbing up there to get into the nest. And also I'll make them where they'll have a, a trap-down door that at certain times of the year I'll be able to clean them out and uh, stop the other critters from getting in there too. Uh, flies and anything else that could be uh, laying their eggs or larvae in that area. We also have, uh, let me see, the wood thrushes. They really put on a good show with the uh, voice and the vocals in the morning. And uh, the yellow-throated vario, we have them coming on a regular basis now. And the eastern wood peewee. And uh, they're very, very distinctive on their chirping. I have a list in the computer of uh, different items on sounds and stuff. I can pull that up here in another minute and uh, get that described to you. 50 bird species and their songs. And let me see if I can describe that one to you. Uh, see if you can uh, listen to this one. That's the American Robin you're hearing right now. 
Now we also have another one that's nested here and they're on their second batch of babies. See if you can identify this one. That's what I call a bond swallow. Very, very common to this area. And then also our year-round guest. And that's usually one of the first birds that we can identify at our feeders. And they're supposed to be very easy, trainable to eat out of your hand. And uh, that's quite a list. I got the Audubon Society sent me that uh, file of 50 different bird sounds. And it's made it so much easier for me on that. I have one more here. Have you ever heard this and wonder what it is? It's a pair of birds that mate for life. And that's the red cardinal, and that's the male. Uh, predominant solid red, and they're in pairs. They come as a pair when they feed, and the female is more brownish. And most of the time, she'll feed on the ground right below him. Certain times of the year, they'll get on a certain limb in front of my window, and they will feed each other. And these are adult cardinals. We have at least two or three pairs of them that come. I don't know if it's grandparents and parents, but they all four will not feed together. Two will wait on the side in the brush until the first pair is done, and then they'll move in. And that's quite a, a thing with, uh, you know, communication amongst the birds. Um... Uh, Rhode Island Saltwater Anglers Association are also in a process right now. Uh, you know, as the state of Rhode Island tries to unwind a little bit and open up more and more, it's still nothing allowed over, I think it's 150. And their monthly meetings with 7,500 members usually exceed that every month. So uh, they're going to jump on the phenomena that's going on with Zoom live meetings and a special notice came out from Steve uh, due to the COVID restrictions we will not be able to conduct an in-person meeting uh, the uh, end of the month uh, last Monday of the month is always when they have their monthly meetings and that come out to June 29th fly rod when with Peter Jenkins and they're going to try to conduct an in-person meeting uh, yeah board is currently working to arrange this as a virtual online seminar. Okay, email announcements will be made to all members prior to the seminar date. An online link or call-in phone number will pre uh, be provided at that time. And again, on that date, for the first one ever, is Monday, June 29th at 7 p.m., Fishing the Surf with Fly Rod Wen is the featured agenda featuring Peter Jenkins. And uh, he is a salt owner of Saltwater Edge in Middletown, Rhode Island, a retailer focused 
on surf, fly, and inshore fishing. And that's going to be a good one. Now also, a Team Fluke Challenge is on right now. And that's going to be run, oh, well, not right now, it's running the uh, July 3rd through the 12th as the Team Fluke Challenge. And uh, the other one, I believe there was a single one. Yeah, that's running right now, June 12th through the 28th. That's the single fluke for all individual anglers. Get some more information on that too. Uh, they're going to get their feet wet with the first virtual online seminar is June 29th, and they'll probably fine-tune it even more And the upcoming seminar from Monday, July 27th at 7 o'clock again is How to Catch Bigger Fluke with Captain Dave Monty. And that's going to be a good one. He's a, a weekly write-up for the Providence Journal on an outdoor fishing report. Really knows his stuff. He's a charter captain. And he's uh, on the board, too of the Rhode Island Saltwater Anglers Association. And that's going to be their second virtual online seminar while this uh, limit is on with crowd size. So the single fluke tournament is on right now, June 12th to the 28th. And the team fluke challenge, two angler teams, is July 3rd through July 12th. Ten top teams will win uh, Rhode Island Saltwater Anglers Association bucks. Registration is required. You can't enter them after you catch the fish. You've got to be pre-registered on that. A uh, very popular one that's growing by leaps and bounds and a very tasty fish on the grill. A black sea bass tournament is going to be held this year, September 4th through the 13th for individual anglers. Open to all members. There's going to be adult, junior, boat, shore, and registration is not required on that. Okay? September 25th to October 4th is going to be the annual fall bluefish tournament. Open to all anglers. And then the last one that consummates the year will be October 9th to the 25th, the annual fall to tog tournament. And uh, this is really, really growing in numbers, especially the bottom fishing species. Or a lot of anglers can fish from kayaks, uh, paddle boards, uh, jigging in a kayak, and also from shore on your favorite rock pile. And uh, growing by leaps and numbers. Uh, I feel so bad for the association because they have so many events planned throughout the year, every single year, including their big fishing show this year. That could not run because of the crowd control with the virus. I've got some really good news for you. And I hope the judges have the fortitude to follow through. Rhode Island DEM police log for January and February. There were state property viola violations uh, for alcohol, disorderly parking or dumping. Nine cases. Boating violations, 2. And hunting violations, a total of 21, for a total of 32 by our fine officers. March and April, uh, let me see here, state property violations, 13. Freshwater fishing violations, 2. 
and they've checked a lot of uh, licenses and permits this year. They're really doing their job. They only found one boating violation and hunting violations, uh, five. That would be small game or turkey. Total of 21 for March and April. Now, their biggest score of the spring uh, was done by the Massachusetts Environmental Police. On Monday, May 18th, of 2020, Massachusetts Environmental Police conducted a plain clothes enforcement patrol along the Boston waterfront. Officers encountered several individuals engaged in fishing, ultimately observing numerous striped bass fishing violations, including possession limit violations, minimum size violations, and illegal possession of river herring. In total, these great offices issued nearly $2,500 in fines and seized 15 illegal caught striped bass. The seized catch was properly stored overnight and was donated to the Pine Street Inn, a homeless service shelter in Boston. And I just hope when they go to uh, the uh, see the judge on that on arraignment day, he has the fortitude to uh, really lower the hammer now and uh, get that all straightened out. You know, done a lot of fishing over the years down on the Big Ditch, otherwise known as that world famous Cape Cod Canal. And even if you're not fishing, spend a day down there, pack a picnic. It is so nice just to watch the ships. Is always a nice breeze, and I've always found that there's plenty of parking. I think the virus this year will probably keep the crowds down, especially with the hotels uh, just starting to come back slow but sure. Now, you might know, if you're a canal rat, if the girl at the Dunkin' Donuts drive through near Red Top has your order memorized, or... You check the tide tables before confirming your RSVP for a family cookout. Or, if you schedule all physician and dental appointments for the winter months. You don't know your own blood pressure, but you know the canal spots that get the most pressure. <laughs> I love this. I got a whole book on this, on you might be a canal rat if. Meeting a new guy named Leo causes you to think of bacon and eggs. Breaking news on TV is never as good as breaking fish in the ditch. You wonder why the heavy rain and 60 mile an hour wind is making other guys give up, leaving their fishing spots and go home. Sunglasses are stored in your surf bag for later because you just don't need them at 2 a.m. in the morning. Canal bait and tackle is your home away from home. Your car was stolen, but you were more upset that there was a new bag of Hurley Canal Killers sitting on the front seat. Your vehicle is full of fishing gear that there is no room left for any passengers. 
You might be a canal rat if. <laughs> Unbelievable. And you know, as the season goes on and we're allowed to do more and more, a lot of your party boats that are out of Galilee, as 65 members in that association, some of them now are going to spacing, you know, six feet apart, so they can sell less uh, tickets to go on the ships. But there might be a little bit more fee on it, too, to make up for the fuel. But uh, Rhode Island Soul Order Anglers still has, on Saturday, August 15th, a party boat fishing trip, limited to 50 members. Uh, juniors are free, 6 to 17. You've got to be accompanied by an adult on that. Members only. That's going to be on the 7Bs, Saturday, August 15th. Now, they have one here that's real. This might be already sold out. A uh, full-day party boat for Tatag Fishing, Rhode Island Saltwater Anglers Association, on Saturday, October 24th, from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, that one's going to be on the 7Bs also, and he's going to uh, launch the 80-foot boat on that, sailing right from Galilee. That's going to be limited to 50 people, okay? And that one is uh, half price. Uh, Rhode Island Saltwater Anglers Association members get the reduced price of $40 on that. So it's another bigger benefit by joining the organization. So much information. Uh, become a member and you'll get a monthly newsletter from them that's just chuck full of residential saltwater fishing uh, information. We've got our phonology calendars here too. Uh, for the latter part of June. And let me see what else we got cooking on the email list. And boy, I'll tell you, this is getting to be something. 100 to 150 emails every day. And let me see. I got some fishing reports that just came in from Big Top. Uh, from Red Top down on the Cape and Wareham. And let's uh, see what he's got to say about the Cape fishing conditions, and then we'll jump right into that phonology calendar. It's going to be brought to you by Boroughville Motor Sales and Larry's 24-Hour Towing at 401-568-6286. Used order and truck sales, uh, jump-starting service, lockout service. Did you just buy a car, truck, or a motorcycle, and you want to get it home because it's not registered? Give them a call. Uh, they'll pick out the seven different trucks that they have, the best ones suited for your uh, hire, by calling 401-568-6286. Uh, ASC certified, vehicle state inspections by appointment, and uh, full body shop and insurance estimates, also under the same location. Marvel Motor Sales at South Main Street in Pasco, 24-7 service. Larry's 24-hour towing, 401 568 6286. We already did cereals. And uh, another business that is open every Sunday this afternoon, and that will be at noontime today. And let me see, a Saturday and Sunday. Wait a minute, I've got a correction on that. She's added on hours. It's from 10 in the morning to 6 p.m., right after the outdoor scene. We're talking about Green Dragon comics and collectibles. And we are at the Dragon. That's their slogan, their motto, because they have, have a big inflated dragon right on the side of the intersection of Route 10, uh, 102 and 100, 
right at the uh, Tripatra, Rhode Island, left-hand side of the bank. And uh, what they've already put an addition onto the building. Uh, they've really loaded up for uh, Magic the Gathering and Fortnite and all kinds of events. Easiest way to do it is Green Dragon Comics on Facebook. Like it, and you'll get the updates almost daily. She updates it. All kinds of sealed events. And also this afternoon, Harvest, uh, Harvest Moon Health Foods will be open from 11 to 3 on Sunday. And that's vegan and gluten free friendly. Assorted dried fruits and nuts. Over 300 varieties of herbal tea. Uh, you can still get raw milk at Harvest Moon Health Foods. And that's on Route 21 in Putnam, Connecticut. If you're traveling up Route 44, uh, it's the last intersection where the traffic light is and the new car dealers on Route 44. Uh, that's the intersection of Route 21. Hook a left right there and you'll see Harvest Moon Health Foods in the Colonial Plaza. Free parking, seven-day operation. That's where I get my honey elderberry, cranberry, uh, coconut brown sugar, so many things. If you've seen it on Dr. Oz, they have it at Harvest Moon Health Foods. And uh, what a beautiful little store that is with new arrivals every day. Open on Sunday, right there, 860-928-2352. If you're looking for one thing in particular. Okay, if you noticed right now, let's get this fishing report in here. Let's see, and the cod bite has fizzled out as the water's warming up. Fluke fishing appears to be improving every single day. And Cape Cod Charters is really booked up solid. And we got it right here from uh, more keeper-sized fish are being caught at Race Point and Heron Cove. Surf fishing on the Outer Cape beaches has been phenomenal with big fish. The big bass and buzzards bait have providing seemingly the only triffing, uh, trophy fishing opportunity around the Cape. Have moved, reporting to Captain Mel True. Uh, they may have moved into the canal, where, according to Red Top, the fishing has picked up every single day. Quality fish, some too big to keep, were being caught in the middle and the west end. Now, what we're talking about on that, there's slot limits now in Massachusetts. So check the abstracts on Wayne Barber's Outdoor Scene blog spot on the left-hand side. There's different rules and regulations on striper bass, especially right now in Massachusetts and Maine. White and pink jigs have been the best lure in the canal right now. And Cape Cod has already has a few white sharks snatching up uh, hook stripers off lines. So be very careful when you're landing fish. And... Uh, all kinds of fishing opportunities going on right now in the tail end. Also, for largemouth and smallmouth bass are now starting to switch over and they're attacking top water lures in the evenings. So that means the lily pads must be coming up, making some fun fishing. So you can add 
uh, fresh water and salt water on that same trip with all those vernal ponds down there. Uh, also, don't forget, use a hollow body frog around those lily pads for the largies and mark the dog baits for the smallies. Walk the dog baits. But uh, all kinds of fishing opportunities, not just on Cape Cod, but all over. Uh, I'm going to get onto another here, another report, and I can pull that out for Connecticut. And it's only a matter of just hitting a couple of switches here on the electronic computer. And here we go for Connecticut. Um, water is really, really warming up too. They're saying it's uh, low 60s to 64 on the striper migration. And let me see. And the latest in Connecticut. And this is dated June 11th. Uh, fishing factory from Middletown. Keeper size and some 30 to 40 pounders have been reported the last few days. More and more bluefish are remained in the mix now. And along the race, valiant, and fishes. If you're looking to fill the cola, sea bass limits are still coming from the reefs west of the Connecticut River. A good spot in Connecticut for you to put some quality fish in the calendar. You know, I've been watching a lot of cable TV with American Pickers, with Storage Wars, and when they come across a tote or something filled up with classic older sneakers, their eyes light up like Christmas trees. Well, if you're in that same position, or you have some in your closet, the sneakeroutlet.com is located at 10 Main Street, Woonsocket, 401-648-1242. It's your one stop. For everything from sneakers of old to sneakers of new. And they got a fantastic website. Check out all their inventory there. If you want to trade up or trade down. Uh, they also specialize in dead stock. They're buying collections all around the country. And refurbished sneakers. They also offer with their staff proper shoe care and refurbishment treatments. As well as a trade and trade program. We the plug for shoes at the Sneaker Outlet or thesneakeroutlet.com right on the side of New York Lunch at 10 Main Street, Woonsocket, 401-648-1242. And also, Shane Hopkins and Raylene will be very, very happy because we started racing. Uh, Claremont started a couple weeks ago. Monadnack Speedway is kicking in. And it won't be long. Hopefully, Thompson, uh, Waterford Speed Bowl, and Seekonk Speedway will join the fray. But Northeast Race Cars and Speed are offering 15% off all the entire catalog of sweet manufacturing, including steering, boxes, wheels. Also got a hell of a chemical special going on. Spartan SD20 at $4.99 a can. Northeast Race Cars and Parts and Speed are located at 6 Hill Road in Harrisville. They put a nice addition onto Hopkins Brother Auto Repair, 401-710-9992. They'll ship out every day right up to 11 o'clock, 1-800-766-4748 for you out-of-staters from 8 to 5, 
two 53-foot trailers. You'll see them located in the pits right at your racetrack. They're a race car parts supplier and custom fabrication. Chassis setup, Simpson, MSD, Willwood, Moroso, and so much more. Race car parts and service from a career-long racer, Shane Hopkins. 401-710-9992. Red maple seeds are ripe and falling. They can germinate right away. You'll see the uh, chipmunks really feasting on them. Dragonflies are flying everywhere right now. And uh, they usually uh, brush their front legs to clean their giant eyes. There's also a little upright cones of the tamaracks we talked about last week. I used to have a beautiful tree up in Oxford. And you'll see them now. They're bright purple and look like tiny roses. They'll brown up soon on the tamarack evergreen. Uh, later in June, the female snapping turtles are digging up in sandy soils to make a place for their ping-pong ball-like eggs. We've been seeing them in the quiet corner here every day. Uh, not just uh, snapping turtles, painted turtles, wood turtles, all of them. They're all making them move right now. Please, don't use them as a target. Pull over and give them assist getting across the road to their uh, fertile ground to lay the eggs. You'll also find right now the purple flowering raspberry is beginning to bloom. The pretty flowers will continue through the rest of the summer. Our lunar moth emergences varies, but are mostly often seeding in late June. And this year's male bear cubs now weigh already about 40 pounds and the females about 35 pounds. Have you seen any of the uh, this year's black bears in your neighborhood? We got one over in Forster. They've actually given a name, Molly. It's been here two or three years, but it's been no threat to anything. Uh, look for Mercury soon after sunset. This bright planet will be at its highest point above the horizon. The mounded ivory-colored flower clusters of arrowwood are opening right now. Later birds will go after their blue-black fruits. In the conifer forest, the fragrant flowers of the one-flowered pyrola are now opening. As you've seen, female goddess snakes, bass, to optimize, optimize the temperature for their developing offspring. They give birth July to early August. I know, we found one in the backyard because uh, Graham ran it over with the ATV. I, I had seen them earlier this year and I hadn't seen them, so now I know where that one is. Wild leek leaves have faded away. The white star flowers are out now in a cluster in a single stalk. Tiny little wood frogs begin to venture onto land. I see them scatter all the time now when I'm cutting the lawn or using the weed whacker. That's going to conclude today's version of Happy Father's Day. To all fathers out there, uh, grandfathers, great-grandfathers, grandfathers and fathers-to-be, and deceased fathers who raised their children the correct way. Happy Father's Day to all, and welcome to the second day of summer of 2020. Let's get rid of this virus, and remember tomorrow to have one of the best days of your life.